This is Chelsea. Welcome to Hugging and Learning, the podcast where we rewatch very special episodes of television from the 70s, 80s, and 90s to see what they have to teach us today. Today we are watching our very first episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. This is an episode titled Just Say Yo. Mm-hmm. Season 3, episode 19. It aired originally February 15th, 1993, and it was written by Ephraim Seeger. Yep, and you can watch it on Amazon Prime Video. It's two ninety nine to buy the episode. I'm not sure who sets the prices for. It's a weird what thing. to rent, what to buy, yeah. whatever. But you, that's where you can catch it. It's, we suggested uh, it's Fresh Prince. You it know. is. Go this back. is this is the first show that has. I, I'm going to say this has the most lulls per minute of the shows yeah. that we've watched so far. I genuinely was laughing watching this. This episode. was a real sweet spot for sitcoms where they just had all their characters all down, and they're just like. Joke, 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 joke. Yep. Before we get into that, though, let's talk about today's snack. Please, let's. Today we have some cupcakes from Butter Cake Shop in Los Feliz on Hillhurst Avenue here in Los Angeles. I'm pretty excited about them. They're very beautiful. It's fun sometimes to do, you know, like a local snack instead of something from the snack aisle at Albertsons. Every now and then (laughs) when you get a chance. Right. So let's dig in. Hooray. These are delicious cupcakes. I had a vanilla one with strawberry icing, and it was very, very good. I also had a vanilla cake with some cream cheesy icing. Yeah, it's really good. A friend brought these to me as a gift, and they are delicious. But I don't, I can't tell when the bakery is actually open from their website. It looks like they oh. mostly do cakes on commission, huh. which I can only imagine are delicious. Yes. But uh, check them out. They are on Hillhurst. I'll put the link in the uh, notes for the episode. Awesome. Let's talk about Speaking some fresh of prints. Which, Chelsea, let's talk about a goddamn episode of television. That is my catchphrase now. As ever okay, will sorry. Be. I'm sorry I stepped on that. No, it's all right. It's a laid back catchphrase. It's a catch as catch can phrase. <laughs> Your work here is done. Goodbye, everyone. Chelsea will handle the rest of this episode. I'm going to go lay down and rest my big brain. (laughs) Rest on those laurels. Um, So Fresh Prince is a show that ran for 148 episodes, six seasons, 1990 to 1996. After NBC canceled Fresh Prince after the fourth season, there was such an outcry that they decided to bring it back, and it ultimately had two more seasons. It's a good show. It's a great show. Um, It very famously, Will Smith came into the show because he was in deep, deep debt to the IRS. Mm. He had gained widespread fame as the rapper The Fresh Prince with his partner DJ Jazzy Jeff, who also appears in the show. And that fame came at a significant income jump, and he didn't manage his money wisely or pay enough taxes, and he owed the IRS $2.8 million. He really needed a job. (laughs) And uh, he almost declared bankruptcy until producer Quincy Jones picked him to star in this new series, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It's one of these sort of Hollywood legends about how Will Smith was hanging around trying, yeah, Quincy Jones picked him. 
not out of obscurity, but he hadn't been an actor before. He was a rapper, and Quincy Jones was like, this had guy's really funny. Six Degrees he of Separation? Had, no, point? he had done one guest spot on an after-school special. Gotcha. The IRS forced him to pay them 70% of his salary over the first three seasons. Holy shit. To, they garnered his wages until he caught... I think Will Smith's fine now. Like, I feel like Is he's he caught okay? up. I feel like he's caught up. He had never... He just jumped off of a bridge or something recently. <laughs> right. I guess he's okay, Pursued though. by robots. Um, he had never... <laughs> He had never been formally trained as an actor, and his lack of experience was obvious. He says he can't watch the first three seasons. He cringes. He says he would memorize the entire script, and then he'd be lipping everybody's lines while they were talking. And then uh, many sites... This I'm, I'm going to dispel uh, a myth. Mm-hmm. Many sites, including IMDb, state that it's Quincy Jones driving the taxi cab with dice in the mirror that picks him oh, up. It doesn't look like Quincy Jones at all. But according to both Rashida Jones and Jada Pinkett Smith, the cabbie in the credits is absolutely not the cue. Besides, apparently, thanks to an auto accident at age 14 in which he was a passenger, Quincy Jones has never learned to drive. What a, a confusing array of facts, Chelsea. <laughs> Thank you, mental floss. <laughs> I have just started going directly to mental floss Might as well. for the show trivia for every week because they, they find such interesting things and they lay it out so... I mean, not everything's going to be in a list of distinguished facts. No, it's true. Like your Belvedere <laughs> testicles like your <laughs> um. so, all right. So, I mean, the, the premise of this is is obvious and, and the cold open just sets it all up like, hey, if you've never seen this show... Here's here's what everybody mm-hmm. feels about everybody else. And and it's it's all explained in this title sequence. So let's get to that. The cold open takes place in the kitchen, and the whole thing is somebody's gotta take out this tiny bag of garbage. Yeah, it's not even a trash bag, it's like it's a, a brown, it's like a leftovers bag yeah, it's like, from a restaurant. It's it's maybe a grocery bag. Yeah. The somebody gives it to Carlton and Carlton says, What do I look like? Rock? Which is a show about a, a trash collector from the 90s. Great. Sick reference. It's really <laughs> held up. Carl won't do it because he's too good for it. Gives it to his little sister. She's not into it. They try to give it to Hillary, but she's like, I'm too pampered to take out greasy things. And then they give it to Will, who meanwhile is calling everybody out on their, their BS yeah. via jokes. And making fun of Carlton's head shape and height within head 90 seconds. Height. So in case you've never heard the theme song, you don't even have to have watched an episode. You just no, need yeah. to hear the theme song to know what the ordinary world is here. She's my favorite kind of a thing. Exactly. Will grows up in West Philadelphia, born and raised. Uh-huh. Um, but then Where does wh- he spend most of his days? On the playground. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to work in. There's a whole thing. It's not. I'll tell you afterwards. It's not worth talking about. Where, where the theme song shut down a school where this kid was playing hooky. And so yeah. the office, I guess the school office, called his phone to see where he was. And his answering thing on his phone was the Fresh Prince theme song. Yeah. And the receptionist at the school thought shooting some b-ball outside of the school was shooting some people outside of the school. Oh, no. And they shut down the entire school because they thought he was going to come shoot it up. And then they arrested him. Shit. And then Did they arrest the, the other kid. couple guys who were up to no good? <laughs> no, no, no. Just the one kid. Well, the ones that were making trouble in the neighborhood. No. So Will grows up in West Philadelphia, and then uh, there's some trouble in his neighborhood, Mm -hmm. and he gets in one little fight, and his mom gets scared, and so she sends him to live with his aunt, uncle, and three cousins in their posh Bel Air neighborhood. His cousins are Hillary, who's the oldest daughter, very spoiled and dumb. The middle son, Carlton, is Will's age. They're in the same class at school, and he's very straight-laced and kind of stuffy and very preppy. And then Ashley is the youngest. She's the baby. She's sweet, and she's, she's not naive 
naive, but she's kind of good-hearted. And then baby Nikki is born in this season, season three, Aunt Viv. Will's aunt is heavily pregnant. A few episodes from now, she'll give birth to Nikki. It's a real cousin Oliver situation. We need another cute kid. But look, Um, this was the, my, one of my favorite things from entertainment ever is the rap that sums things up. Mm-hmm. I wish that there was a federal law that said all <laughs> movies had to have a rap at the end that sums things up, whether you're Godfather or Bridges of Madison County, <laughs> Sophie's Choice. Um, there's a lot of tension in the Sophie's house. Chisoys. Hilarious tension because Will is funny and, and kind of streetwise mm-hmm. and he's, he makes inappropriate choices and remarks a lot of the time because his uncle's family is very uh they clash because they're kind of stuffy but there's a lot of love um and his uncle uncle carl is like the father figure he's never had because will's dad is kind of a in and out of his life not a very good father figure most of the hijinks at this point in season three they're high school related dating family stuff as the kids get older, they go to college and the world opens up a little bit more, but we're still solidly in like they're seniors in high school and a lot of stuff that revolves around school and, and the family. With no exception in this episode where prom is a coming up. Mm-hmm. So we open uh, the episode with Jeffrey the butler, yep. who is a delight, um, complaining and Phil, the Uncle Phil, not listening to him. Yep. Hilarious. Uh, Will literally runs into the kitchen and he is carrying a book and grabs breakfast and he's trying to do everything all at once because he is spread too thin. Yeah. He says between his job and schoolwork and his girlfriend, Cindy and basketball, he just doesn't have enough time for anything. He's got so much to do. He doesn't have time to eat, doesn't have time to sleep or study. And if you don't smell a Jesse Song-esque speed meltdown coming on, (laughs) I don't know what to tell you because this aired Two years plus later after oh, sure. Jesse's song. So if you don't say this high schooler needs some speed, I know how you can make time for everything. I mean, it's either that or Will becomes a trucker. <laughs> and then it's like, how am I going to get all these deliveries done? And then his posh trucker friend is like, excuse me, William. I have some of these methamphetamines. You smoke them. <laughs> Will uh, uh, can't. <laughs> Will obviously can't quit school. He can't not play basketball. He's not going to dump Cindy, and he can't take time off work because he has to make money for the prom, which yeah, is coming up. Absolutely. So you know, all, none of these things. There's no. There's no. Something's got to give, but there's no room. And then Carlton comes in with problems of his own. He's mm-hmm. got a pimple. He, <laughs> that's it. That's that's it. it. That's the whole thing. It's a whole his whole bit. He for the whole episode for the most part, he's proms in three days. He's got a huge pimple on his forehead, a pimple, and he's like, every time I get a big date, I get a big pimple, and then they make a Nell Carter fat joke. What the fuck with this? <laughs> I wrote a two fresh prince. Yeah, I haven't been like, this offended since Stevel too. On Family Matters, that fucking pimple's so big, you must be going out with Nell Carter. Excuse me, national fresh treasure, national Nell Carter, goddamn treasure. Who you would be lucky yeah. to get a second look from. You should be so lucky. Let alone a date. Again, this is another patented Nell Carter meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Carlton yeah. goes hunting for vitamin E, which is also what my dad uses to solve every medical problem. <laughs> yeah, he thinks- we'll get into what vitamin E does and doesn't do later. So, um, we're, we're- so we've set up the special world yeah. neatly. Will is working too hard. Will, who's famously kind of lackadaisical, sure. a little bit catches catchphrase can, <laughs> um, is working too hard. And Carlton has a pimple and it's prom coming up. But we haven't yet heard the call to adventure. We've just set up this special world. Yeah. So we're at school and Will is flirting with Cindy, but he is tired Mm -hmm. and yawning. And Cindy's like, hey, if you're tired, then I don't like you. Yeah. Also, you should. It's like you're bored of me. Make sure you get some, uh, save up some energy for the prom. Yeah. Will is the coolest jacket at school by a Bel Air mile. Well, you know what this is, right? It's inside out, right? It's just inside out. Except that like no one else's jackets seem to have that lining. No, not at all. Because it's it's uniforms. Yeah. So let's talk about this very preppy school that they go to. Okay. You know, you assume it's in Bel Air. Yeah. Because it's called like Bel Air High School. Sure. Uncle Phil is super rich. He only wants the best for his kids. It's Mm -hmm. some sort of parochial private school where everybody wears super stuffy preppy uniforms. Yep. Keep all that in mind as we go through this episode. Oh, yeah, this I know where you're going with that. This is supposed to be a very posh high it school. It sure is. The, the, the sort of school that would just... Elegance would drip right. off of every in wall. in Los Angeles. Not the poshest high school in Bogalusa, Louisiana. <laughs> Nor Fancy Cap. One of the where they poshest don't... high schools in one of the poshest parts Absolutely. of Los Angeles. Put that Let's in your... Put a pin in that. Put that... Put, put, put it in your back pocket. Yeah. So, you know, Will can't stop yawning, and one of his basketball teammates comes up and starts talking about the big game... And Will says, man, I'm beat. And now we have our, finally, we have our call to adventure. Uh, the white white teammate, I feel like I just need to point that out, eh. says, you could do what I do. And Will says, no, nah, I don't think listening to Bruce Springsteen has the same effect on black people. And that was the first time I laughed out loud watching sure. this episode. I was like, oh, man, that's a sick Bruce Springsteen white joke. It truly is. And then we really nailed down white people (laughs) in this scene alone because then the next thing is the white person's like, I take pills. Yeah. It's just freeze dried coffee is how he describes what I'm guessing is like Adderall. It's it's amphetamines. Well, yeah, he says that, but then it's like Carlton takes enough. Anyway. Yeah, we'll get there. there. It's it's speed though. It is. is, It's a classic speed. He calls it speed. Uh, He says, it's just freeze dried coffee. And Will's like, I don't want that. And, and then the guy's like, come on and it'll help you out. And Will says, well, I'll keep them just in case and puts the bottle of pills in his locker. Now we've crossed the first threshold. Yes. This long-haired basketball teammate is inhabiting the archetype of the Herald on the hero's journey here. And, of course, Carlton immediately barges onto the scene, and he's yelling about his pimple, and so Will hides the speed pills in his locker. I guess that's the end of the episode, right? (laughs) So we go back to the living room, and Will is ready for prom, but he is asleep. Well, it's the end of the act, for sure. That's the end of act one, wouldn't you say? Is it? No, I have act one. Uh, no, this is a two act deal. Oh, okay. Never mind. So, um, I should not talk about these things. I no, it's about. okay. Uh, it, it would make sense, but we're just doing two acts here. So, uh, Will is ready for prom, but he has fallen asleep and Carlton wakes him up telling him that it is quote prom night. It's prom night. That is also quote guaranteed action night. And Will sits up yelling, rack him up, which made me, <laughs> which made me laugh out loud really hard again. And I rewound it and watched it. And I was like, how do I remind myself to start saying rack em up? <laughs> rack em up. <laughs> it's really funny. Well, like a pool hall gentleman, you could just get it tattooed on your hands. <laughs> right. And uh, Carlton is, now we know Carlton's 
kind of maybe this is related to the pimple. Carlton thinks he's going to lose his virginity tonight. Yeah. And this becomes like kind of a big thing for him. Kind of a big thing. I mean, losing your virginity is a big thing. But he this becomes another thing he's like super worried about. So yeah. problem isn't just like, yeah, let's go have fun. It's like, this has got to be perfect. All these things have to work out. And so man, I can do this. Fucking Carlton's misunderstandings about sex throughout this episode make me laugh my head off. I, well, and I also wrote like, what are you learning? What is the yeah. sex ed system I want him to school? just explain like... Like a John Broadway might. I want him to explain. I want Carlton to explain, like, what do you think that means, young man? Right. Um, So Carlton is like, Will, you're burning the candle at both ends. It's just dumb, dumb, dumb. And Will's like, there aren't enough hours in the day. And then Carlton is wearing a tuxedo, which men's tuxedo fashions have not changed drastically over the last 400 years. No. Carlton is wearing a tuxedo that you could see someone in that tuxedo today and you'd be like, they just got that from the rental shop. Mm. Will is wearing a tuxedo. The shoulders stick out about five yards in either direction. Yeah. The waist is very narrow. The mm-hmm. pants are very loose. It's got a real, they put me in the mix era MC Hammer vibe <laughs> happening. In fact, I looked up what MC Hammer Warren put me in the mix, and it's just a blue version of what Will, is, what Will is wearing to the prom. Will asks Carlton, have you ever thought about taking drugs? And Carlton thinks, for whatever reason, this is about the pimple on his forehead. And then he thinks it's about Viagra. And then he gets really discouraged about sex and sits down. And then and the Will, girls arrive. Will drops it. He's like, yeah. I'm not going <laughs> down like, this rabbit hole. person to ask about whether or not I should take drugs. So this is the thing. is I think as much as there is one, the hero's journey of this story is Will grappling with whether or not he should take speed to keep up with things. It's not incredibly clear. They're going for like one thing to happen and we're not taking a lot of time on the front end, but that doesn't matter because they're really going to pay it off later on. Right. And there aren't really A, B, and C storylines. There's definitely not a C. Carlton's pimple could arguably be the B, but actually it it intersects so completely with the A storyline that it's almost like an A like a bullet point under the A storyline more than sure. its own B storyline. It's almost as though we have an A, B, and C, but those are those are sequential. Like the prom is A, mm-hmm. later is B, and then the ending is C. Yeah. So Will says, this will be the most exciting night of our lives. Yeah. And they cut to the prom where Will is asleep. Yep, he is sleeping. Uh, about this prom, huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's talk about the fact that a high school with ostensibly as much money as Bel Air High School would have. Right. They're not having their prom in their fucking cafeteria. Yeah. They're at some hotel. They're at some fucking fancy. Ballroom. They're on the Queen Mary. Yeah. Like they're not. This is not happening this they way. They didn't have to do like a a bake sale. Yeah. To get streamers this for this thing. Absolutely not where they're having their prom. Uh, and it's even by like let's do something in the cafeteria. It looks shitty. By it those looks standards. super shitty. It's and it's too small. Like it's just not a big enough room. No. Um. And they're just walking in and out of the hallway, like where their lockers are. Like it's just a day at school and prom class is happening today. <laughs> prom class. Like it. Just, absolutely. It feels so anticlimactic especially after this is going to be the best night of our lives. It's like we're in the room. We're always in. We're just wearing fancier clothes. But I will talk about the clothes. They are amazing. (laughs) It's a 1993 fever dream. There are poofs. There are layered taffeta skirts. There are dresses made out of what look like those shock blankets they give to runners at the end of a marathon. (laughs) It's lit, and I want <laughs> I want all these looks. <laughs> you want you want to capture that like one episode's wardrobe? It's so amazing! Just have that. Um, so What's Cindy- that from, Chelsea? Oh, the Just Say Yo collection. <laughs> Just Say Yo collection. 
collection. I got it. At, it's a wrap in Burbank. Um, <laughs> so Carlton is bugging Will for vitamin E. Vitamin E. E. Like everyone who's not my dad carries that around. Yeah, um, he's asking him where Will's vitamin E is. Chelsea, ask me where my vitamin E is. Where's your vitamin I don't e? have any. <laughs> also, like. Also, Chelsea, if I had some, I'd know exactly where it was. You're at the prom. Yeah. If you have a pimple, it's too late to do anything yeah. about it at this time. Especially vitamin fucking E, which <laughs> is good for moisturizing so you don't get pimples and good for scarring after you've already had a pimple. Yeah. Not, nothing in between. <laughs> it's it's just it's too little too late but even will is not sure if will has vitamin e on hand because will's (laughs) like check my locker i don't know maybe there's something in there for you he doesn't say no one carries around vitamin e except for greg markentel which is (laughs) which is what he should say yes Um, he should say that carlton runs out to check will's locker and then cindy comes over and she is pissed as i would be because will's not dancing with her he's just sleeping he's just sleeping and then there's a pet peeve of mine that crops up which is that there's nothing in her purse her purse is just hanging flatly against her side oh this this bothers me on tv shows when there's sure. clearly nothing in a woman's purse because okay. the difference between a purse with nothing in it and the difference between a purse that you actually carry around in the world with your shit in it is so obvious sure i just want to be like stuff a sweater in there just like do something some paper yeah. anything it looks so stupid and anyway she needs to put something in her purse we don't have to deal um, with that long because she is out she's gone she leaves bad move well you blew it with cindy she's she's out of here yeah, I wrote again, why is this problem not at the Getty? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Carlton, of course, finds the speed in Will's locker, and there's nothing, I guess, the pills are unmarked, and he just assumes it's vitamin E because that's what he's looking for? Yeah, what if that's how you, that's how, what if that's how you led your life? Oh, man. Looks like I found these. These these look like wood chips, but they're cookies because I was right. looking for cookies. I was looking for chicken, and this is roadkill, but I'm looking for chicken. But I so want this chicken. Is, so chicken. is this like a privilege thing? <laughs> yes, Where if you're rich Carlton enough, privilege. you're like, Bel Air. I assume the world knows that I need chicken. It's Bel Air confirmation and bias. I must be. So Carlton takes a fucking fistful of speed. <laughs> he takes 40 pills? Must, <laughs> a, a bunch. Hey, you know what else is, is possibly harmful in large doses? Anything? Vitamin E. <laughs> Vitamin E has potential side effects if you take too many pills all at once. Like from like general discomfort to bruising and bleeding. Oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, let's be let's be alarmed for all of the reasons. Also it doesn't help with pimples, Carlton, you're a waste of time. <laughs> I wrote, dude, I hope we get a speed freak version of the Carlton. Please, please, it'll be the new do the Urkel. <laughs> If only Carlton was moved to do a song at this point. No, but but instead he goes, we get cut to, smash cut to Carlton fully tweaking. It's not, it's not a smash cut though. This is really weird. They go out into the hallway and there's Will out in the hallway and then they do a weird... Uh, Goodfellas type. Oh, you're right. It should be a camera shot <laughs> where they're following Will from the hallway into the room. You're right. I just wishfully and then thought. they put a table right up next to the stage, and he impresses Cindy, who's like, "What can I say?" Yeah, Carlton. No, not Cindy. His date. Who's? No, no. I know. I'm, it's else. a Goodfellas joke. Oh, I see. It's not a good Goodfellas joke. <laughs> it's, it's a Badfellas bad joke. joke. Whoa! <laughs> Kaplow! So Carlton is losing his mind. He's tearing up the dance floor. To an adoring, cheering crowd. He's not doing a signature Carlton dance. He's He's doing, like, the running man really fast. Yeah. And 
it's again that mixed message thing we talked about when we did the Steve Urkel, like the do the Urkel um, episode. What is that episode called? Urkel on a hot tin uh, roof. Urkel on a hot tin roof. Of yes. our show. I don't remember yeah, what it's called. I, was like, I don't matters. remember what their um, shows are called. It's that mixed message of don't take drugs or everyone will love you. It is. Um, especially if you're a nerd that no one usually loves, don't take drugs or you're going to get real popular. Yeah, it's a solid point because and also his date fucking loves it. Yeah. She's way into it and she's a little put off that she can't keep up with him. But yep. for the most part, she's like, wow, what a hit. And Chelsea, were you surprised that Carlton had so many great dance moves? I feel like you want me to say yes. I wasn't. That <laughs> <laughs> counts as you saying yes, so I'll take it. I wasn't, because when I was a tiny child, I begged my parents to get me the advertised constantly. <laughs> Alfonso Ribeiro breaking and popping breakdancing set. Yes! For which I have pulled up a commercial that I saw all the time. Did you get it? No, Did they buy it for no, you? My, my, parents, <laughs> my parents knew better. <laughs> no, they, they knew better. They didn't give me parachute pants. They didn't give me my, like a Michael Jackson jacket. They knew I wasn't going to break dance. I was going to put it on the floor and then go play Atari. That's all I did. I have a feeling that you're trying to make us believe that you were the Napoleon Dynamite of Fancy Gap. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? Yeah, I don't know how to dance, and I never learned. And it's not because I didn't get this. That would have just driven it home at an earlier age. No, it's when I when I I realized that I probably wasn't doing a great job when I was dancing at uh, the Purple Haze Club in. It's like a bar in in Chicago in Wicker Park. I was dancing uh, to some ridiculous uh, early aughts uh, rock. And there was this lady there, and I was like, I'll dance with this lady. And so I started dancing next to that lady, and her face <laughs> was as though she had seen a multi-car pileup <laughs> involving all of her family. Like, her, she she looked at me as though I had orphaned her in that moment. <laughs> so the opposite of Carlton State's face. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, this ad, uh, it's on YouTube for all the world to see, and we'll put a link for that in this description, and I highly recommend you go check it out right away. Telmac presents Alfonso Ribeiro. Hi. You know, I wasn't born a dancer. I learned to do it with a lot of help, and with my help, you can learn, too. It's all right here in the breaking and popping book. In a few minutes, you could be doing backspins that will flip out your friends, or eye-popping moves like the centipede. The moonwalk, the king turned. It's all right here in my easy-to-follow book. And tell mom and dad it's the safe way to break and pop. Can you rap? Well, there's even a full rap sheet included. Plus, you get the right kind of music. Rap attack. If you like volume one, volume two is radical. To get my breaking and popping book, the rap sheet, instruction poster, a fold-off breaking boy, plus the double album rap attack, all for under 20 bucks. Wait, hold on. Was he a child out. star or yeah. something? So, yes, uh, Alfonso Ribeiro was a, uh, a star. He was on the show Silver Spoons as a kid. Mm-hmm. But... The reason that he is doing this, the reason that he is known for dancing Mm -hmm. as a child was he was in one of the very first Pepsi commercials that starred Michael Jackson. That's why he's wearing a Michael Jackson jacket. Right. Because in that commercial, he is wearing like a Michael Jackson jacket. He's doing all the dance moves. And then who should show up? 
Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson shows up and they dance together. What? And he's doing like all the straight up Michael Jackson moves very impressively. And then he does them with Michael Jackson. This is delightful. So Alfonso has been working very hard since he was a little kid. And this adds from 85 and he's already established at this he point. He rolls up to the first day of work on his new show. And he is playing the sidekick to a dude who is here because he owes the IRS $2.8 million. <laughs> <laughs> Who is going to be infinitely cooler so than him. So much cooler. And they're like, by the way, Alfonso, um, we'd like you to do the dorkiest dance on the planet. He made that dance up, though. I read about this. Oh, is that true? It's a combination of, as Alfonso himself <laughs> revealed to Time Magazine in an article called Here's the Origin Story of the Iconic Carlton Dance from Fresh Prince, he says there's just there was just a note in the script that said Carlton dances. And he took Courtney Cox's dance from the Bruce Springsteen video of Dancing in the Dark and meld it with Eddie Murphy's white man dance, which was something he did in his Delirious video. Oh, okay. And sure. he said this that is the corniest dance on the planet, the white man dance. And so he meshed it up with Courtney Cox. He did the whitest dances in the world. Yep. So he is responsible for that. He took the two-word prompt, Carlton Dances, and created what, I mean, there aren't many characters in sitcom history who are associated more with a dance than a catchphrase or anything. I will say a very close second is Balky Bartokamus in The Dance of Joy. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, I would argue, harder to be uh, known for a dance than a catchphrase. So good job, Alfonso yeah. Ribeiro. You've done it. Hooray. You, you popped and locked... You didn't even need that mat after all, or a rap sheet, <laughs> or a cool poster to show you rap how to do the King Tut, which is what prisoners not a have. Thing. How do you learn dancing from a book? Is my question. It's a video, I would understand, but I don't know, it's man. It's just it shows you the two or three different moves, and then you're done. And then you just don't break your neck. So Carlton's overdosing on speed. <laughs> oh, he's fully tweaked out. Yeah. And and Will is confused that everybody's into Carlton all of a sudden. And then his friend Jay comes up and says, hey, looks like your friend's got some extra speed. He's got the natural speed. He's got thing a natural going. speed thing. And by the way, I can get you all the pills. And Will Smith isn't called the greatest detective for nothing. <laughs> Because he puts those two clues together and goes, uh-oh. Uh-oh, I know what happened. So he goes up to Carlton says, Carlton, we got to get you to the hospital. And Carlton says, no, and then passes out. Yeah. He's like, this is the greatest night of my passes out. And that is the um, end of Act One. Is this is this the end of Carlton? Did he speed his life right up to the end? <laughs> Better to speed out than to fade away. <laughs> so now we are approaching the inmost cave. We're in the hospital. And Will is praying to God that Carlton will be okay. Mm -hmm. And Carlton wakes up. And it's not the thing where, you know, that trope where someone is talking about someone they think is asleep or maybe dead. And then that person wakes up and is like, I heard you say all those nice things yeah, about it's me. That. It's not that. It's Will being like, God, I promise I'll never make fun of Carlton again. And I'll go to church and I'll give up women. And then Carlton's like, Will, is that you? And goes, Will is like, just Josh and God. JK God. <laughs> so Will is clearly the hero of this journey. Yeah. And I guess, and the, yeah, the no, decision, is, yeah. you know, the decision about whether or not to take speed to keep up with his very busy life is the conundrum. But Carl, so Carlton's collapse is really just collateral damage in this decision-making process. Really uh, it's just as like, opposed to collateral beauty. 
the Will Smith documentary from a couple Ooh, of years ago. Oh, yeah. It's not. It's the shittiest movie on the planet. <laughs> um, Didn't see it. Carlton, I want to point this out, though. Carlton wakes up, and he's he feels sore and sick, and he says mm-hmm. he didn't realize that losing his virginity would be this painful. And again, I want to be like, you got your stomach pumped, and you probably your head hurts a lot. What do you think sex yeah, is? Yeah, he was like, oh, I malfunctioned, and I wrote, what is the sex ed what program you? at your fancy, expensive <laughs> Los Angeles high school? Is there a health class you've been skipping? Someone, you are 18 years old and about <laughs> to go out into the world with no knowledge. Maybe they put all the prom budget into suppressing sex education amongst <laughs> these children. Um, so Will is like, Carlton, you didn't have sex And Carlton's like, what am I doing in the hospital? What's going on? And then Will is like, all right, don't get upset. But you accidentally took a bunch of speed, like enough to choke a horse. And Carlton starts screaming, I'm a drug addict and a virgin. Which is great. And it's hilarity because Will is trying to suffocate him with a pillow to keep him from screaming. And a nurse comes in. Nurse Irene. Nurse Irene. And then she's like, yeah, we have to keep Carlton overnight in this chemical dependency ward because... He's clearly a drug addict. We pumped a five billion milligrams of yeah. straight amphetamines out of his stomach. Yep. <laughs> I'm guessing that the healthcare professionals at this hospital here, I thought those drugs were vitamin E all the time, and they just aren't buying it anymore. No, they're they're done with that. They're like vitamin E doesn't do anything. <laughs> they're like, but it cures cancer. <laughs> it doesn't. So Carlton this is... wants to be removed to yeah. another ward in case he ever wants to run for office. So the <laughs> nurse makes a fun say you Sick. didn't inhale, Bill. Bill Clinton Clinton joke. joke. But then this is my absolute favorite part of this episode. Maybe the funniest thing that's happened in the show that we've watched. Where nurse, this isn't the funny part. Nurse Irene says, you know, do I look like an addict? And Will's like, yeah, let's keep on the subject. That's not the funny part. She's like, when I came in here, it was on a gurney. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I've been everywhere from Park Avenue to a park bench. I've been from Yale to jail. Yeah. She's like, I used to be an addict and then I cleaned myself up and now I'm a nurse. I'm clean and sober. And Carlton says, could I get a nurse without a record, please? <laughs> It's just, it's just so the good. The most Bel Air reaction. It's so amazingly good. <laughs> there is not a moment of sincerity beyond what Nurse Irene says before they're back into jokes. But then she laughs. She's like, I like him. Uh, yeah. Just try to keep him from killing himself, basically. Keep the, uh, keep the vitamin E on a tall shelf. <laughs> she goes out, and the parents show up, and, and they're mad at Carlton. First, they're mad at him for taking drugs, and then he's like, Oh, I know. I took a bunch of stuff. I didn't know what they were. And then they're mad at him for taking unidentified pills. Unidentified pills. No doy. And here's where they they say it. Uncle Phil says, you took 2,000 milligrams of speed. And it's like, what (laughs) the fuck? Fuck dancing. This dude should have seen the future. He should have been able to. He should have been a straight up Nostradamus. (laughs) No, it's like. Carlton, you're about to go off to college. You don't know what sex is. You don't know how your body works. You take unmarked drugs. You need to be left back a year, yeah. not for academic reasons, just for like personal you just growth. Need, yeah, you just need somebody a couple years older than you to like meet up Wednesday and be like, hey, man. <laughs> hey, what you got questions about today, buddy? There you go. Hey. This is how, this is, this is how deodorant works. <laughs> right. Um, Carlton does not rat out where he, he got the pills. He just says he got them from another student. Carl starts praising Will for getting Carlton to the hospital. He's like, you know, your quick thinking saved his life. And then he looks at Carlton and is like, you could learn from Will. And Carlton is pissed. Yeah, but I mean, come on. Uncle Phil, like, 
saying good job is just got to be the most glorious it's feeling true. in the world. It's true. And he uh, he praises Will and he says that Carlton should apologize to Will for ruining his and prom. And say thank you. And say thank you. Will is intensely uncomfortable. Yeah. And trying, just trying to get out of the room. He feels so guilty because he knows it's an odd thing where to place the blame here. Because he keeps going, it's all my fault, it's all my fault. And it's like, it's 60% your fault. I mean, it's And 40% not... Carlton's fault for just taking some pills that he found. Well, this is the thing, is there's a lot of bad choices to go around. <laughs> don't, don't accept drugs. Don't keep the drugs in your locker. Don't right. send somebody to your locker to get whatever they find there when right. you know they're drugs in your locker. And you know, it's Carlton. You know, he just trusts everything. He's also, like a tiny puppy. Here's the thing, and maybe I'm just not world-weary enough. Mm. If you asked me right now where all of my drugs were... <laughs> If I had some, I would be able to tell you exactly, exactly where, they, where were. they are. Doesn't yeah. matter. Wake me up from a dead sleep. I'll be like, they're over there. If you asked they're me. They're in the attic. They're in the toy attic. If you asked me if I had uh, any vitamin E, I would know yes or no definitively yeah. the answer to that question. So now it's time for the supreme ordeal, the climax, the big mm. battle, the showdown with the shadow. We're back at the house. It's yeah. the next morning. Will and the rest of the family are waiting to welcome Carlton home from the hospital with they his do. parents. He's still wearing his tux from the night before. Uncle Phil is still singing his praises. Yeah, Uncle Phil's like, Will, you're the greatest. Oh, Will's praises, yes. So then Will and Carlton are alone. And he says, Carlton, why did you cover for me? And Carlton was like, I think I was still high. Mm -hmm. And then Carlton asks very seriously the question that he should ask because... For all, we, for all Carlton knows, Will was taking those drugs. Yeah, absolutely. He had them because he was taking them. And Carlton says, Will, how long have you been taking drugs? And Will was like, I never took them. I was just considering taking them yeah. and keeping them around just in case. And, and he's <laughs> like, you wouldn't understand, Carlton. Right. And Carlton says he's thought about taking drugs, too, which is an interesting moment that they don't have time for. No. And then he's like, but after last night, I never will again. Yeah. And it would have made it exactly Jesse's song if Carlton had been the one who was like, I can't keep up with my finals sure. and my admission essays and my new girlfriend and my jaw and all this stuff. And I so I have to be perfect. So I have to stay on top. So I'm going to take these pills. That would have made it 100 percent Jesse's song. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it makes sense that he was that he's considered it because he put so much pressure on himself to be perfect that if what Will is feeling and responding to is pressure, yeah. then Carlton feels that all the time. It's just that lesson gets mixed up in all the other lessons we're learning here. So yeah. we don't have a lot of time, but there's this important thing that it's like, hey, it doesn't matter who you are. Everybody has to deal with this, right. you know, with the idea of drugs equally. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it affects everybody's life. And Carlton says, don't worry. My dad will never find out where I got them. I'll never rat you out. Let's yeah. just put all this behind us. And Will says, I love you. I never meant to hurt you. Yeah. And Carlton's like, I know. And they hug and it's all, oh, it's really cute. Carlton makes a joke, of course, about how Will hasn't showered today because yeah. we can't end on like a poignant no. man hug. We're not, not, never going to end We're not, there. we're not, this isn't the poignant part yet. So yeah. the next scene, Will comes downstairs and Uncle Phil says, there's my favorite nephew. Right. Okay. So quickly, I want to talk about Hero's journey sure. because this is abnormal. So what we just had was the climax. We just had, Will has been working up to whether or not he will ever take drugs right. and this conversation with Carlton he state he states I'm not considering it anymore because of what happened to you I know how dangerous they are and that's off the table for me I've made my decision so that could be the end of the episode right because normally we don't get an act three in sitcoms normally it ends at act two and we get a little bit maybe a little bit of a taste of the reward or consequences but otherwise we're just done after the climax mm. we do have a little bit of an act three here 
And it seems to be one of the most important parts of the episode, if not the it most is. important part. 100%. So this is what's called the road back, in which the hero is pursued by dark forces stirred up by seizing the sword. So sure. Will could just leave it at that. Carlton's never going to tell. We trust that. Carlton's fine. Will's never going to take drugs. But the dark force of guilt is so stirred up yeah. by the events of the climax and everyone telling Will how great he is, especially Uncle Phil, who normally has nothing but like derisive things to say Absolutely. about Will. And that um, false praise is just going to be like... Exactly. You know. And Uncle Phil is like not letting this go. Not at and all. And so Will goes to himself. He's like, I cannot deal with, with these feelings Uncle, anymore. Uncle Phil decides that he's going to give Will his one of his graduation presents early, which is season tickets to the Clippers. And this is too much because that's yeah. a, a huge gift and very thoughtful and yeah. everything like that. So Will breaks down and uh, he confesses to having had the pills that Carlton accidentally right. took. Because he was considering taking drugs. He didn't take drugs. He just was considering it. He was considering it. And just Uncle Phil is disappointed and it hurt he me. He's livid. Yeah, no, no, no. But I mean, he is like screaming. Being upset, upsetting. You know, I don't, I don't know if this, this translates for everybody, but fucking Uncle Phil was one of the best father figures mm -hmm. in television, mm -hmm. but one of the most underrated very seldomly talked about, but just he always had shit under control. Yeah. And his judgment was never skewed. Right. When he was happy for you, it was earned. When he was disappointed in you, it was earned. Mm -hmm. So getting Uncle Phil upset hurts me. No. And Uncle Phil is not my father and no. he's not mad at me, but I'm still like, oh no, what can I do? The power of transference. It's truly that. So Uncle Phil is livid. Uh, as I said, he's yelling and he tells Will he has to. Apologize to the entire family because he endangered this. the entire family. And so I wrote, um, Carlton still took unidentified pills. Carlton, maybe you still need to talk to as well. Also, I'm going to say this. He, Uncle Phil says, you owe this family, this entire family, an apology and starts to call him in. I'd be like, no, no, no. You can just kill me. <laughs> I would rather I would rather you just just murder me here instead. Thank you. So. Aunt Viv comes in and uh, the, the two sisters and Carlton, they're all sitting there and they're like, what's going on? What are you? And, and Uncle Phil says, Will has something to say. And then Will starts telling the story of how he had the drugs in his locker because he was thinking about taking them. And he's just weeping. Yeah. He's just crying and he's saying, I'm so, so sorry. Someone that I love could have been hurt. It's all my fault. And I want to be like someone. I mean, like maybe Carlton just chime in and be like, I took unidentified pills and like Maybe. 40 of them. So is that what they're, um, then is this what they're trying to do? Is this their tactic as far as teaching us a lesson about, because this is a transcendent moment because yeah. it's like not a sitcom episode anymore. This, this guilt and shame and fear is all hitting Will at, at this specific moment. Mm -hmm. And it's the poignant moment that they end the episode on. Right. Uh, so is this then the tactic that they're taking? Because it seems like a sort of confused story mm -hmm. where they're like... It is a little bit. It would be... It would have been more clearly a case of where to put the blame if Carlton had known what he was taking and he trusted Will and Will sure. had been like, look, these won't hurt you. 
it, it's a lot of accidents and I think it's more carelessness than malice. Well, I think and that's the thing they're trying to do. The lesson isn't, hey, don't take drugs. It's, hey, don't get involved with drugs. Yeah. Your involvement can hurt you or the people you love. Right. It's a thing where Will has to make a decision and then the consequences are taken on by a proxy. So it's, yeah. it's a very strange configuration. It's like he needs information, but instead of taking the drugs himself and having a really bad trip or saying things he doesn't mean and hurting people's feelings or, or getting arrested, Carlton almost dies. So yeah. he ha- he makes a decision based on the consequences of someone else's actions, right. which are based on the fact that, that he made the choice to have those in his locker. So it's, it's kind of a circuitous thing, but uh, you know, the, where we end up is drugs are bad. Any amount of drugs are bad. Don't even keep them in your locker and <laughs> they hurt your family. Yeah. This episode should have been titled, just say, yo, I don't want to have anything to do with drugs. <laughs> right. Don't even offer them to me. Thank you. It could hurt somebody I love. Yo. It wouldn't fit on the uh, title card. Um, no. But so Uncle Phil sees that Will is really and truly sorry and, yeah. and thinks that the point has been made and, and hugs him. And we end on we end on that note. That's that. And I wrote rewards consequences. Neither mm. Will nor Carlton will ever take Adderall again. That's true. And as far as rewards, we are rewarded with some awesome bloopers. Yes. Did you and, see yes. this? And then we have Will trying to get out his line about how hot Cindy looks yeah. for the prom. Call, call the cops because it should be illegal to look that hot. Right. And he's making a siren noise. And then he refers to himself in the third person and is like, will Fresh Prince ever get his line right? Yeah. And I was like, this is a whole new level. Referring yourself in the third person as your stage name. He's the Fresh Prince. Yeah. You know. I also thought that, that Carlton said it. Uh, no, that's... Was it really him? Voice. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Okay, so what did we learn? Let's start there. I learned that 2,000 milligrams <laughs> of speed is not enough to kill Alfonso. Uh, not if you catch it in time and pass out in a timely way. I learned that vitamin E isn't the wonder drug we all might have thought that it was. Uh, it's still great, but maybe don't lean into it so hard. It's a shame you didn't know this before Thanksgiving. You could have shared it with my dad. I guess so maybe who did you? if he's listening right now, <laughs> he's not listening. Damn. Um, who did you want to hug? You know what? I wanted to, this is a turn. I wanted to be hugged by uncle Phil. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because I feel like I would feel just as safe as possible. Yeah. Yeah. It would make up for a lot, a Man. lot. I wanted to hug Carlton and just be like, not even about the drugs and just be like, dude, do you have questions? You have just questions about life. Go to a library. Yeah. There are people who can help. Like your mom seems really cool. Like you could ask her questions. Sure. Your dad's kind of overbearing and gruff, but he loves you. You can ask him questions. probably tell you the basic functionality of sex. You should not go off to college with as little knowledge about human life as you seem to currently have. Yeah. Also, I need to have a word with someone about where the funds that your parents are paying in tuition are going. (laughs) Because they're clearly not going to sex ed or the prom committee. That's it. They're all going towards like liners inside the jacket that no one ever sees. We've been able to afford one up to this point. (laughs) We're hoping eventually every student will have a liner for their blazer. These blazer liners are the most important thing to a child's education. Uh, (laughs) This was a fun episode. I really liked it a lot. And I think that it took... It holds up. I laughed really hard. Took a a definitely well-trod subject and looked at it in a a different kind of way. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a successful thing. Yeah. Uh, so um, this Kelsey. is the best night of my life has not caught on the way. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so scared has no. caught on. But, you know, it's... Uh, maybe. Maybe when we think of this, we could think of... And if do you like rapping? <laughs>
Because this comes with a rap, a rap sheet. sheet? Yeah. Do you like speed? Because it comes with a rap sheet. <laughs> I think that's I think that's all the warning we need. So Chelsea, what are we watching next time? Oh my gosh, next time I'm so excited because we are watching my so-called life. We well, are watching a holiday-themed episode called So-called Angels, which is season one, the only season, episode 15. Yeah, and you can watch that on Hulu. For the first time, if you're me. Is it on Hulu? It's on Hulu. Okay. You can watch it on Amazon Prime as well. Thanks for dropping in. Bye and see you next time. Bring Thank you for listening to Hugging and Learning. If you want to visit us online, our website is huggingandlearning.com, where you can find links to all the articles we talked about today, as well as our post office box, where you can mail us snacks. Subscribe to our podcast, rate and review, and tell your friends about us. If you want to drop us a line, you can email us at huggingandlearningpodcast at gmail.com. You can tell us about the experiences you've had with things we talked about. Or you can send us suggestions on which episodes we should do next. Our podcast is produced by Miles Pulaski, who also wrote our theme music. I'm Andrew. And I'm Chelsea. See you next time. Bring snacks.